0: City Podcast episode 5. I'm Abby and on today's show we have singer-songwriter Will Hansen. Playing in the background right now is his song Video Cassette Blues off of his latest album The Escape Artist.
1: So well, the
2: escape artist itself, I wish I had some like fabulous, amazing story for how I came up with it. In reality, I, I, it came to me at some point in the last year and I wanted to have a band with that name. That's That's where I initially, this was before I decided to do a record at all. I just thought it'd be cool to have a rock and roll band called the escape artist. There, I quick search on Google, revealed that there's probably 50,000 bands with that name already. <laughs> so it wasn't going to happen. But I just, I liked the phrase. I didn't know why or have a meaning for it at the time. But then when I came up with the songs, got them recorded, and then looked at it with the benefit of hindsight, the process of, you know, being in my room, sitting there working on the songs was a form of escape. The idea of getting together with Fancy for a couple of days, turning off the cell phone and not being involved, you know, taking time off work and just focusing on the recording was a form of escape. The idea of, I mean, even spending time, you know, coordinating the artwork and getting all the things together for the uh, the actual release it was, it was a form of escape because it was something that was fun for me and it was something I was doing for me rather than, oh, I need to do this to, to pay my rent this month or I need to do this because this person needs me to do this. Not that I don't enjoy all of that too because I, I come from a world too where it's like I do a lot more music making with other people so the creative side of it is very often either in the background or not, almost non-existent. Not that I don't enjoy getting to do it, but it's almost like they're two different. Mm -hmm. They require two different personalities almost. And so the idea of like, "This this is me. This is my creative thing. I thought the escape artist fit the general way that the songs came together, the record came together. And perhaps, although I tend to be, you know, lyrically themes aren't necessarily as cut and dry as some songwriters there are certain perhaps nods to autobiographical things in the lyrics lines here or phrases there that can match up with the kind of the idea of the escape artist i just thought it was a cool thing and i thought it fit the fit the project very well
0: did you learn anything about yourself in that process that you were like, oh, I didn't know this about myself. That's interesting.
2: Um, I learned, I think, the biggest or one of the big takeaways um, was learning how to remember my own lyrics. Um, I had gotten a really good piece of advice as I I was talking to my friend Alex McNeil, who... Um, He's had a band around here, Alexander and the Great Ones, and he plays keys with Willie Stratton and a bunch of other people around here, but he's a fantastic songwriter. And I was talking to him just casually about it and about some of my concerns about why I felt like I wasn't being successful in writing songs. And he said, you know, it was a common sense thing. He says, you know, stop trying to sit at your computer and write them, go out and buy a pencil and a book and write your lyrics down and revise them. And also, the other thing was like, don't. Again, it it seemed like common sense until I heard it and realized that, you know, I needed to do it for it to be true was like, you know, don't have your cell phone on and don't like work on it for five minutes and then pull yourself away. Like, commit to the process for a period of time. And I might have had my phone out, like recording the idea as I would. And then I would listen back and go, OK, this is good, but I don't like mm-hmm. this tempo. I want to play it faster. or you know, I'd, you know, start with a verse and a chorus and, and go from there. But it was just kind of, it was almost taking me back to when I was in, you know, public school or whatever and would have to write essays or papers and things. And they always encourage you to, you know, allow for time for editing, which is funny because I can remember I writing all those papers and I don't ever remember revising or editing anything. I would write it in one shot and it was done and it always did well enough. That I was going to be
0: like, did you do okay though?
2: <laughs> oh, perfectly fine. Yeah um i my mother was an english major so i had a knack for uh use of words You're
0: born with words
2: born with words a wordsmith uh, as it were interestingly one of the um we talked a minute there about matt Steele, my friend um he uh helped me revise some of the songs and one of his general comments was that i have a tendency to be sort of uh wordy with things um I would just write lyrics, and it's like, wow, that that those are some great lines, but like, what's the meaning behind any of this? It's it's almost sometimes I'll just write lyrics for the sheer sake of
1: I like that
2: rhyme, and then it's just like, okay, but what's the what's this song about? And it's like, uh. <laughs> I don't know, but I like how that verse rhymes. It
0: sounds really good. (laughs) Yeah,
2: um, because I'm probably more melody than lyrics, I guess, as far as how I hear things. If the melody's strong, then I'm I'm in with both feet. Um, You know, I'm a huge fan of a lot of that second wave British invasion, late '60s stuff. You know, the Who and the Kinks, Mm -hmm. and even the Beach Boys and things like that. To a degree, where like there's just so many.
1: Just did great hooks.
0: Any of it inspire album? Because your album's incredibly bluesy. What was the influence? It
2: would be really hard to sum up a singular influence for this record, and I think that kind of sums up my personality. I'm all over the place. You know, one day I'm listening to Sunhouse. One day I'm listening to the Sex Pistols. One day I'm listening to Bach. One day I'm listening to, like Jeff Buckley. Um, there's certain threads in there that stuff that i like again that sort of i like, am a big fan of the who and the kinks and the beach boys and the small faces um that kind of because there's a lot of great harmony vocals in there and just the the way the songs are structured uh there's definitely a lot of that influence some people would probably listen to some of the songs and hear a bit of a beatles influence in there too which mm-hmm. is similar to some of those bands um The blues are definitely a thread that's through there, and that goes back to my childhood. Um, I think the way I got into the blues was through, I don't know if, if you've seen the movie Crossroads. It's got Ralph Macho, the Karate Kid, in it. And I saw that movie when I was quite young, and in it, of course, he's playing blues music, and I just was really drawn to that, the sort of haunting nature of it and the playing of the slide guitar and it um it was just something that i i don't know why i was drawn to the blues but it was it was something that stayed with me all those years and so i wanted to bring some of those threads back uh i actually have if i can ever get it digitized to sound okay i have a cassette tape from 2003 or four seven or eight playing like learning to play the blues guitar i was i'd written Some songs with my grandmother, and uh, she had a little one track tape recorder. And we would, we just, she'd help me write some lyrics, and I just played the one sort of blues progression that I knew how to play. But in listening to that, I thought, you know, the idea was initially it'd be like, oh, it'd be nice to redo these songs, but the the quality of the tape, I can't hear what I'm singing. So I, I, and I, I don't think copies of the lyrics actually exist anymore. So a tune like, say, "Video Cassette Blues," which is a really kind of roots blues thing, which that's the one that has the Factor Girls on it. Um, that's kind of like a modern day homage to the stuff I was playing when I was really, really young. I had recorded a demo of the song "Video Cassette Blues," and I think it was the last tune. I, I it was kind of written after I thought the record was done. Oh. Um, we hadn't started recording it. I was just doing the the demos. And it was one of these late-night things. I just happened to send it to Adam. Like, here's a blues type of a thing. I didn't know if I was going to do anything with it or not. I just wanted him to hear it. And, of course, because he heard it, Steph was also there. And the next thing I know, I get a message from Adam, and he's like, yeah, it sounds great, man. Steph's here next to me playing harp to this. And I'm going, I thought, well, then it's a no-brainer. Because I knew she could play the harp really, really well. And so I... The next time I was there, it's like, well, why don't you, we'll we'll put it down. I'll just do the basic one guitar and vocal. I won't do any overdubs. And just put down what you think works. And again, it was a thing. Unfortunately, I wasn't even able to be there for their recording of the thing because of uh, isolation requirements at the time. It was my last day of isolating. So Ah. I was unable to be present, but Steph really knocked it out of the park and did all the the harmony, vocal arranging, and the uh, the uh, the harmonica, and I knew obviously if if Steph was going to be there, and then we get Tasha in there also because the the blend of their voices is one of the most incredible, I think, in this area.
0: It's very otherworldly. I, it's amazing. I yeah. I really
2: am just it's it's hypnotizing to me when I first heard it. It's like I just knew I wanted to have that. I wanted to work within that as a on some kind of project. And it worked out to have it be the video cassette blues, which the title is kind of an homage to... It's, that was actually how I kind of learned to play guitar. It was off of old uh, VHS tapes. And it's kind of a look at, you know, a look back through time. There's a lot of references to movie titles and things like that. It, it's not a real cut-and-dry theme, but there's enough little things in there that I can relate back to mm-hmm. a much simpler time in my life.
1: This morning
2: blues is is funny because in this time period we you know to call something there's so many things that are called blues but for me the blues that i love is very very old you know kind of southern u.s mm-hmm. um based acoustic music um you, you know, yeah, it's
0: like a New Orleans vibe to it.
2: There's a bit of that in there too. There's also I've spent some time playing in trad gospel bands and stuff too, so there's a little bit of that. And that's kind of where, and this was I mean, Steph arranged. Steph and Tasha did and arranged the vocals. I didn't necessarily. They would send me, you know. But it
0: just all came together they so captured that, well. That whole song, that
2: kind of roots gospel meets blues yeah. with a bit of a yeah, like a New Orleans kind of a thing the form of it's a little bit different in that it's not a classic, What you know, for mm-hmm. people that know the blues, that kind of 12-bar shuffle. Is like, I'm not really, like, electric blues is not really my thing. There's some of it that's amazing. But for me, if I'm going to play blues, a lot of it is that acoustic stuff. And sometimes, you know, artists like R.L. Burnside or Junior Kimbrough, Fred McDowell, these old-school cats, it's, like, they'll play on one chord. And it's, like, it's almost coming from an like the, an african tradition of music that's very very removed from western music i find a lot of sometimes inspiration for me comes from musical traditions that are totally outside of western music because it it just inspires something completely different and that's why i like some of that you know north mississippi type blues or some of the more gospel style blues mm-hmm. changes cuz it's it's very different from hearing you know, a 12-bar Chicago shuffle, which is just, just played a lot. You hear blues, and that's what you think of. So for me, I tried to put my definition... Like, when I think of blues and what I love, that's kind of what I tried to represent with that song.
0: Is it safe to say you haven't actually performed any of these songs ever This is live?
2: correct. This is correct. I've never even done so much as play a solo gig myself. I've always... I've done hundreds of gigs in my life, but it's always been as part of either a band I was in or hired to be in. And I do have one other record that is out, a solo album, but it's its not, it's not; instrumental. There's no vocals on it. So I did write those songs, but I did write them with a friend of mine who was playing drums. So it's a similar process, but not as... Um, It was more collaborative in the sense that there was eight songs, and the drummer and I wrote all eight of the songs, hashing it out, and there's no vocals on it, so the nature of the actual songs is different. We did do a live show to promote that at one point. Um,
0: But you weren't singing or anything?
2: No, I didn't feel comfortable singing at the time um, for whatever reason
0: it That's took me a long time strange though because you you wouldn't i would never be able to tell because your instagram you're very you you play your songs you're super talkative you're very open it, i would never know that you don't perform solo
2: no it's kind of the i think for me at this point this is a like a character that i'm trying to develop and i have to get better at doing it um i've done the sort of social media thing for a long time so i, I know how to interface with that Although I, I get frustrated with it in general because it's kind of... I was thinking to myself this morning, it's like, I probably wouldn't have Facebook right now if I didn't have an album to release.
0: So what's your most personal song on the album?
2: I would have to be Seconds Away, I think, because uh, it it's the longest tune on the record. Radio stations everywhere are probably... will not play it because of the length but that's okay initially the song itself was only you know maybe four minutes so it was a little bit longer Mm -hmm. um one idea i had had was i wanted to have some sections in between the songs just improvising just playing guitar and initially i was going to have it almost like little um pieces to go between some of the songs and i was just going to come up with it at the time um because we did the record so quickly a lot of that really didn't it didn't come together quite in that way but i think it was adam that actually suggested it was one of those things i was just kind of warming up getting ready to play seconds away and he said well why don't i just roll the we'll just hit record mm-hmm. and just play and then go into the song so i i play guitar for about a minute and a half unaccompanied to kind of lead into it then I play the song and then i got to the section at the end which i, I just kind of kept going i think just something something in me channeled the spirit of Jeff Buckley, and I just kind of went into... Um... But you
0: got, like, the classical thing going. And you know when there's an interlude? Yeah. And it, like, opens and, and it closes in the overture. Like, you got that. It's really cool. It yeah, is. Yeah, that,
2: that was... It was the big epic thing, and that, I think, in some ways, was the song I always wanted to write. It's this... You know, I I may have mentioned before, but it's, like, I one of the struggles I've had as a songwriter is this creative inertia to you know I said in an interview with my friend Andrew Jackson the other day that it was like I'd spend all this time trying to write something that was as good as like Stairway to Heaven and realizing that like and I'd get partway through and it's just like no it's it's not working and then nothing would ever get finished so that song came together just as by the nature of the you know the, the there was the main section of the song but there was the guitar improvisation bit at the beginning, and then there was that outro, and those basically are what tacked on to be as long as it is. Uh, subject-wise, it's, it was written maybe three weeks before the pandemic hit. And, you know, there's lines the lines in the chorus, seconds away from disaster, seconds away from the minutes that matter, uh, seconds away from a flash before your eyes, surrender your goodbyes, but don't let them slip away.
0: And now for your listening pleasure, here is an excerpt of Seconds Away. We're not playing the entire six-minute song, but you should definitely go take a listen because it's an amazing piece of music.
1: Don't start running from the rain It would take you down in thunder Chasing the winds of change Will only serve to steal the wonder from the world Don't wait for tomorrow To put off yesterday Cause the one who holds the stone
0: Do you have any live performances coming up? Is there anything that you can share? Any kind of promotion?
2: So Rudy Pache is doing a right now a series, at Gus's Pub, the and Around series, and uh, he's gotten a lot of great people to do it. They're doing them on Sundays. I think it's like six to eight, so it's a nice, easy people. You know, if you don't want to be out late, you can get to it. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, if you have to work the next day, etc. So it's a it's a good time slot, and uh, I've been. I I like Rudy a lot. He's a fantastic another of these fantastic artists around here and we've always hit it off. But I had seen he was doing this and I was chatting with him and he said, you know, do you would you like to do one of these Sunday Augusta shows? So I I agreed. And I think we settled on April 10th, last I ever recall. So right now, that is the only thing that is booked. I'm I've held off book you know, planning a release show for this, partially because the, the how things have been mm-hmm. um, with the single performer on stage thing that we had right. up until recently. To do a release show the way I would insist on it being done just was not feasible.
0: How are you envisioning it? So let's say, you know, restrictions are gone by that time. Let's say it's the summer. What is the show that you're envisioning?
2: It's hard to say. I think I'd want to involve some guests. Um... And I'd like to have some of my friends on the bill play with their own, like, I'd like to have the Factory Girls, possibly, you know, Matt Steele or Alex McNeil or Rudy. I'm not sure. I think the Factory Girls would probably be a given just because I think their show is fantastic. And I also think they would draw an audience that's so different from mine that it would be a good cross-promotional thing. People would get to hear both artists and that was the other thing, too, actually, about, I think, why I want I thought Video Cassette Blues would be good, to have them on there, because it brought a whole other energy. Like, the song was, was good, but when they added their parts to it, to me, that the energy of it really was brought up into another level of the stratosphere. So, I think I'd like to have the same kind of feeling I got there in the live arena, and then, you know, they could get up and do a guest appearance on the song, we could play it the show it might be the kind of thing i try to put a band together for um we'll see some of the songs certainly would translate to me getting a bass player and a drummer maybe playing electric guitar i could do some of them in a stripped down acoustic thing um but i i think i would need it to be almost relatively low pressure which is kind of where the folk and around thing is a good way to sort of get my feet wet because as i say i've never done a show like Mm -hmm. this where i've had to hold the crowd. I don't have hours and hours of original material. I have what's on this record. <laughs> like, there's not, there's not 20, a
0: whole... 27 minutes and twenty-seven seconds. Tw- twenty-seven seconds.
2: And I mean, <laughs> I could, uh, I could banter a bit, and then it might be twenty-seven minutes and twenty-eight seconds. <laughs> but um,
0: so April tenth, this is happening. This so... is
2: this is booked with Rudy, okay. Yeah, so it'll be he and I doing a set each. And um
0: uh, and, and where can we find the album? How do we download it? How can we buy it? Do you have any merch we can also purchase? I
2: want to get merch soon. Um I'm hoping to get some shirts. I just need to find a design that I like. I, I it's that balance of like I want it to be a cool shirt. I want it to be the sort of shirt that has a lot of color and is nice, but then those get quite expensive to make, so I have to just look into it. Um as far as uh, the physical media thing is not really feasible just because it's so expensive to, to mm-hmm. do it. And my experience with the last record I did is that we paid all this money to print a bunch of CDs and I was still left with a bunch of CDs. I don't have the financial means or the space to, to have that happen. So I figure shirts and like I'll get like some download cards or something. And yeah. And just have those maybe get some stickers made or something.
0: Those are great too. Um, Stickers are fun. So just, will it be available on streaming platforms? It is. It'll
2: be on pretty I I don't want to say every streaming platform, but I'm I'm pretty sure the all the main ones anyway. Um CD Baby has an option you put that's like 150 streaming platforms. So it's stuff I've never heard of, but you know, for people that use Spotify, it'll be there. Um, cool. I use Tidal, so it'll be on there. Um Apple Music. I think it'll be on iTunes. Uh, the the place to purchase it will be on Bandcamp, so it's willescapeartist.bandcamp.com. If, if you search Will Hansen, the Escape Artist, on Bandcamp, you'll be able to find it, and you can you can purchase it there. So for anybody that wants to actually support the and help me pay myself back for this record and and all of the the things that go into because it's even when you do it on a shoestring budget, it's like it's still it's still money. It it is and. I want to do more, you know. Fancy and I've been talking with this. We want to get into a big studio and get a band together and get bring in analog gear or tube amplifiers and tape machines and really like kind of next level it up. But in order to do that, I need a consider like I'd probably have to triple my budget. (laughs) So hopefully some you know some people um, are willing to support it. But I understand you know the streaming. I use streaming too. It's kind of a necessary. I don't want to say it's a necessary evil, but it does, certainly doesn't, m- artists don't make a lot of money from mm-hmm. it. So we can, you know, if we can rely on the help of people as well as the help of great community resources, like the podcasts that you're doing that help promote not only music and musicians, but just the creative arts, photographers, and just anybody, artists, that are doing something around here that's interesting where they are trying to reach a new audience. I think that's a really cool gesture and really fosters the strong sense of community that I find is in this, or at least within pockets of this scene here.
0: Well, on that note, Will Hansen, the escape artist, I want to thank you for your time here on the East Coast City Podcast and for doing this interview with me.
2: Yes, well, thank you, Abby. Like I say, this is a great... uh, Community resource, and I, I hope you're. I hope to be able to tune in when it's your, you know, hundred and fourth episode or thousand and forty fourth. That'll be pretty cool.
0: For the first time ever on this show, we're doing a live song. So, what song did you want to perform?
2: This is uh, the first time anybody will have heard a performance of one of these songs. This is a track off of my new record, The Escape Artist, it's called No More Backstreets. Live from the East Coast City Podcast Studios, here we go.
1: No more backstreets, go on to the rooftop to play your games, chasing fame. No more lights staying out all night way No more music in the halls, in the walls Only faces fade like the old Brigade, No more fashion, chase a faux reaction just to get back Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Where do we go? Remember when the days were sunny and the nights would never end? Climb the fence Twenty-seven pence and you'll be free forever So they said, so they said Memories of cobblestone lies Cobbled together from the threads of truth That we believe and they receive Well, against the light of the silhouette Tell another story Waiting for someone, waiting for someone you've never met Against the light of the silhouette, another story you'll regret Place your bets, place your bets well Against the light of the silhouette, tell another story you'll regret To feel like you're home Like you've never been on your own. Where do we go from here? No more back streets. Where do we go from here? No more back streets. Where do we go?
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the east coast city podcast big thank you to will hansen for being today's guest also adam fancy for being in studio he actually recorded the entire album the escape artist thank you to jason harbour for all of his hard work on the podcast doing all the sound engineering and production and don't forget to like follow and subscribe to the podcast